0: What is being called voter suppression right now is grounded in myth. There are no facts to back it up. If your frame of reference is voter turnout, then there is no voter suppression problem in this country. We have had record minority voter turnout in recent elections. In fact, in some recent elections, Black voter turnout rates have exceeded white voter turnout rates.
1: Over the last few years, we've seen renewed concerns about America's elections from both the left and the right. The left claims that non-white voters in America are disenfranchised due to racially targeted barriers to voting—most famously, voter ID. The right claims that voter ID is necessary to ensure public trust in elections. My guest today is Jason Riley, a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute and a columnist for The Wall Street Journal. As well as the author of multiple books, most recently, Maverick, a biography of the iconic economist Thomas Sowell. I'm Georgia Howe with The Daily Wire. Let's jump right in. Jason, thanks for joining me.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: So, this has been a big topic all year, and I kind of just want to hear your thoughts on voter suppression in America in 2022. So, can you give us an overview of what that has historically looked like here? And then we can compare and contrast that to things that activists are pointing to when they say we have voter suppression here and now?
0: Well, sure. Um, poll taxes and um, things like that uh, uh, were what voter suppression used to look like in this in this country uh, many decades ago. But uh, the Voting Rights Act of 1965 passed, and um, it's one of those pieces of legislation that was tremendously successful. You know, in in 1964, the year before it passed, black voter registration in states like Georgia and the Deep South was in the single digits. Within one year of the 65 Voting Rights Act passing, in places like Georgia, uh, voter registration for blacks had grown to something like 60%. So you're talking about a piece of legislation that did um, a tremendous amount of good, did exactly what it was supposed to do. And um, uh, and so there's a, there's a big difference between what it used to look like and what it looks like today.
1: Now, when you say a poll tax, that was a fee or a registration fee that you had to pay in order to register to vote. So basically a discrimination against low income individuals. Is that what that was?
0: Yes, uh, all, all kinds of things were used. You know, you had grandfather clauses. If your grandfather didn't have the right to vote, then you can't have the right to vote. Um, owning property—it was all, all kinds of things were used in the past. Yes.
1: Now we have a wide variety of different types of voter laws across different states, and at this point, we should have a little bit of data to compare how that's affecting voters. So, looking at different states, how do these laws affect voter turnout, especially when it comes to Black voters?
0: Well, you cannot compare what is going on today with, with what I just described was going on earlier in this country's history. Um, there, there simply is no comparison. What is being called voter suppression right now uh, is grounded in myth. There are no facts to back it up. If if your frame of reference is voter turnout, then there is no voter suppression problem in this country. We have had record minority voter turnout in recent elections in fact in some recent elections black voter turnout rates have exceeded white voter turnout rates so for example in 2008 and 2012 the black voter turnout rate in this country was higher than the white voter turnout rate in 2016 it did dip somewhat um but only to pre-obama levels among blacks and in 2018 it rose among all racial and ethnic groups to record highs the voter turnout rate. And then in 2020, you had record voter turnout rate among Hispanics and among Asians, and you had it at the third highest level among blacks after the Obama elections in 08 and 2012. So so there is no <laughs> voter suppression going on in this country if your measure of it is turnout rates.
1: Now, just to steelman that argument, though, what are some of the policies that they're calling voter suppression? I know there's Voter ID, what are some other ones?
0: Voter ID is the main one that they're using to claim um, uh, that voter suppression is going on. One one problem with that argument, however, is that voter ID is popular among blacks. In fact, voter ID is supported by a majority of whites, blacks, Asians, Democrats, Republicans, liberals, conservatives. Support for voter ID laws in this country is is both broad and deep. The only people who are upset by it are these elites in the media who who uh, and, and, and on the left who, who claim to be speaking on behalf of certain racial and ethnic minorities, but in fact are not speaking on behalf of those minorities. Black people have no trouble turning out to vote when they are sufficiently motivated to do so, even in states with the strictest voter ID laws in this country. Uh, so you look at places like Tennessee and and, and and Mississippi, um, Georgia, states that have that ugly history we were talking about earlier. In those states today, it is not uncommon to find voter registration rates among blacks higher than those among whites, and voter turnout rates among blacks higher than among whites. So again, this is a, a, a false narrative that is being pushed. They're trying to by the left, they're trying to scare people to the polls, particularly black people keep them angry, keep them paranoid. This this is an old game that they played for many, many decades. But there there is no underlying data to support this voter suppression narrative that they're pushing.
1: Well, there's a common claim, though, that requiring a driver's license specifically disenfranchises low-income people because maybe they don't own a car, maybe they're not um, someone who drives regularly. What do you make of that claim?
0: The way they they present it is, Let's say, uh, uh, you know, some percentage of the black population um, uh, owns a driver's license and a higher percentage of the white population owns a driver's license. And therefore, if you make a driver's license requirement of uh, the standard for voting, you will disenfranchise blacks. OK, it, it, that that sounds plausible. But in states where that is put in place, the question is, has black voter turnout Uh, Been stymied in any way. And again, I keep going back to the turnout data. We can talk about what these laws might do or could possibly do in theory, or we can talk about what has actually happened after these laws have been put in place. And and as I said, Blacks find a way to vote when they are sufficiently motivated to do so. We've seen that in election after election after election. And so we can't count, we don't need to, to, to turn to theories or what might happen or what could happen we should look at what has actually happened. What is the track record in these states that have put these uh, 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 these ballot security measures in place? Uh, and often case, you know, the, the state will hand out IDs for voting for people who do not have uh, a driver's license. They will make a way, uh, make it possible for people who don't have uh, a driver's license or whatever uh, federal ID they need, they'll, they'll find a way to help these folks. And, and whatever laws are passed always include some way to help people who don't have what they need to vote. And But again, this always comes back to what is the turnout? What do what the turnout numbers show? And the turnout numbers are what they are.
1: Now, how do other countries manage this? So are ID laws being phased out in other countries, high-functioning democracies, think Europe, Canada, Australia, Is it considered a civil right for people to vote without an ID in those countries? How do we compare?
0: I I haven't looked at the international data on this. I know in some countries uh, you're required to vote by law. And in in, uh, in America, that is not the case. But I do know that some countries do require voting. Um, But I haven't done a country by country comparison of how uh, people in, in the U.S. vote and how people in other places vote.
1: Now, on the flip side, there are advocates for voter ID laws that say that unaccountable votes or votes that were um, cast without an ID actually suppress the weight of legally cast votes. And so would you say those concerns are warranted? Um, What are your main concerns for American elections? Well,
0: I I think the people who are are, are claiming this to to promote ballot integrity here um, I think we have to take those views seriously. I mean, this is a deeply divided country, very evenly split. I mean, no one's winning elections in landslides here. Uh, So I think ballot integrity is something that we should take seriously. But again, if you're going to go around using terms like voter suppression, you should have some data to back it up and not just hypotheticals. And I keep looking at turnout data, including among blacks, and I see it going up. And it's, it's a trend that predates Obama, by the way. Uh, these black voter turnout rates have been climbing uh, steadily since the mid 1990s uh, so again, when 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 blacks are sufficiently motivated, they, they turn out to vote. And if you're gonna claim that the, the, the black the, the, the franchise is in jeopardy or, or or make other alarmist claims, you should have something to back it up. You know, in, in, in 2013, the uh, Supreme Court decided that um uh that these states that with a history of voter suppression uh had in fact uh cleaned up their act and that voter suppression was no longer a problem in these states so these are states that had to go to the federal government for permission to change any voting protocols that they had in place and the supreme court uh said "and uh this that's no longer needed and they used data to back it up and the data they used was the voter turnout and voter registration rates in recent elections in this country. And that's what I continue to, to to point to.
1: Now, if the data isn't there, why is there so much weight behind this narrative of voter suppression?
0: Well, this is part of, um, uh, I think, a larger push on the left, particularly among civil rights groups, to continue pretending that it's 1964. I mean, that, that's what they do. It, 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 in their minds, uh, uh, America's made no progress on race in this country, um, and 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 they push that narrative because it helps them. They do it out of self-interest. It keeps them relevant. If you're a group like the NAACP or Black Lives Matter, um, you can't you can't acknowledge that racial progress has been made in this country, let alone a lot of racial progress in this country, because it makes you obsolete. It it it, it does not help you raise money. It does not help you stay relevant to our current debates. Therefore, you pretend that nothing has changed, that blacks are still facing the same types of problems they faced 50 and 60 years ago, when in fact, we all know that the real true civil rights battles have been fought and won in this country. But these groups will never, never acknowledge that uh, because they want to stay relevant to the current debate. They want to continue to fundraise. And this is how they do it. And it's also how the Democratic Party uh, turns out its base. It keeps blacks and other minorities paranoid and angry by telling them things like, the other side is going to take away your right to vote. But there is a Voting Rights Act in place. Anyone who thinks they are being denied unfairly the right to vote can sue, and there is a pathway to do that. Nothing has changed. The Voting Rights Act is there. It's not going anywhere. And so people have legal recourse if they truly believe their vote is being suppressed or they, they're being denied access to the ballot.
1: All right. Last question. Do you think that this current push from or this ongoing push from the left is effective with black voters or do you think it turns off black voters? And what do you envision for the next five or 10 years in terms of the trends with black voters?
0: Well, I can only tell you what the polling shows, which is that um, black people don't have a problem with voter ID laws. Uh, I mean, personally, I can speak for myself. I find a little patronizing and condescending to for someone to be out there saying, uh uh that black people can't uh, uh obtain uh IDs to to vote or to do other things that are, require an ID you know, a checking account you know, you're flying on an airplane entering a government building a, a library card i mean you you need to show ID to buy cough medicine at 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 drug these days um and and the idea that blacks are incapable of, of, of coming up with, with, with a way to obtain uh, the identification and do the things they want to do, including to vote, I find you know, condescending and, and insulting. And I, I, I think uh, there are a lot of black people out there who agree with me. But I can tell you, uh, I can show empirically through the polling that, that blacks do not have a problem with these, with these laws. But neither do most Americans. Again, this is a manufactured issue. Uh, th- this is, this is, uh this is not something borne out by the data.
1: All right. Well, Jason, thank you so much for coming on. We're just about out of time. Where can people find you to follow you online or to get your book?
0: Oh, well, um, uh, I'm, on, I'm on Twitter at, at Jason WSJ. Um, People can also go to the Manhattan Institute uh, where I'm a senior fellow and uh, find links to my columns and writings. And my books are available on Amazon, so you can find them there.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Well, folks, that's the end of today's Office Hours. If you enjoyed this conversation with Jason Riley, make sure to pick up a copy of his book, Maverick, or follow his work at the Manhattan Institute and the Wall Street Journal. Until next week, I'm Georgia Howe. Thanks for tuning in.